0: From Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine, this is Anteater Insider. I'm Brian Bell. Anteater Insider is a new podcast series devoted to sharing information and building community among the people who live, work, and study on the UCI campus. The first several episodes of this new podcast series will explore all of the different aspects of gradually easing coronavirus lockdown restrictions and enabling people to come back to campus for work and other activities. Our first guest is Pramod Karganikar, UCI's Vice Chancellor for Research. Since the beginning of the COVID-19 crisis, the Vice Chancellor has led efforts to ensure the continuity of UCI's research programs as much as possible amid stay-at-home orders from the state of California. He's now in charge of a multi-phase program to bring the university's prodigious research infrastructure back up to pre-crisis levels while maintaining the health and well-being of anyone physically present in laboratories and other campus spaces. Our interview is up next. Vice Chancellor, welcome to the new Anteater Insider podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So today we wanted to talk about uh, resuming research operations on the UCI campus and, and what that all entails and i know you've been looking at this very closely for a long period of time during the coronavirus crisis so um what what is your plan for enabling people to return to campus to conduct research
1: uh that's a great question and to sort of give you a full picture of the answer we need to go back a little so you might recall that sometime in middle to late march due to instructions from the state public health authorities we had to reduce research on campus to what we called essential research. That is absolute bare minimum, uh, only that research that had to be conducted or else there would be irreparable harm or uh, contractual default or something like that. And we, of course, also included COVID-19 related research in essential or critical research. But other than that, we put a stop to everything. And after we did that in late March, uh, starting around middle of April, we started to think that when state public health authority and Orange County public health authorities would allow us to bring back some research to campus, how would we do it? And so we've been planning this since middle of April and have been developing the plan and communicating that to our faculty, deans, center directors, and the entire research community. Um, and the plan essentially reflects uh, California resilience roadmap. Uh, so we announced some principles that adhere to that resilience roadmap. Uh, and principles are fairly straightforward, which is uh, health of uh, our faculty, students, staff, and health of the community is the highest priority that is we do not want to do anything that would detract from uh, from keeping everybody uh, healthy and then uh, we follow all the guidance from public health authorities in terms of physical distance between people um, uh, following best practices for hygiene you know hand, hand washing cleaning surfaces and keeping the labs and surfaces clean and all those types of things Uh, We also follow guidance on uh, things like education and training. That is, how do you work uh, in a research environment and keep yourself healthy and keep everybody healthy? So we have an education and training video on UC Learning Center uh, that people are uh, expected to take. Uh, We have a face covering guidance uh, from the university. Uh, Again, that follows what Orange County has uh, instructed us. And then finally, uh, uh, checking uh, symptoms every day. So we, are, uh, ex- we expect uh, all researchers who are coming back to campus to do self-checking uh, of, of their mm-hmm. symptoms. So again, these cover what the state of California has uh, and in Orange County have said are conditions for coming back to campus. We briefed Orange County Health Authority on all our planning on Monday, and they uh, agreed that UCI can move to phase two research, where we bring back uh, some of our research that has gone through all these steps
0: that I just explained, uh, and return to campus. That's that's something I was going to ask you. I understand there is a a phased approach to this uh, return plan. Can you describe those phases, please?
1: Yeah, so we are currently in phase one. Uh, which was this essential research. In phase two, we are going to allow some more research to come back to campus, and we are giving guidance of about 30% of normal operation. And in phase two, it will be in all fields. It's not like only some fields will come back. So, you know, engineering and social sciences and uh, physical sciences, and of course medicine and biological sciences, humanities, they all can come back, but at a much lower level of occupancy. Uh, And the main criterion is to minimize the risk of spread of the virus. So, yeah, we can come back so long as we minimize the risk. And that's through these things such as uh, practicing hygiene, uh, symptom checking, uh, face covering, uh, um, uh, physical distancing. So, that's phase two. Phase three will be sometime later in the year. It will uh, be when California moves to stage three, uh, where we expect the density levels to go up to about 50 percent, uh, and then phase four would be normal operation, which would be I mean whenever California moves to stage four.
0: I I. Recall, uh, one of our professors, uh, Rachel Martin, from the Department of Chemistry, set up her lab in such a way as to conduct social distance, physical distancing uh, research, uh, tape on the floor, uh, really strict guidelines as to how, how people can be in certain spaces in the lab at, at any given time. Has some of that experience and learning uh, informed our UCI plans to, for other research uh, activities to begin?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think we are learning so much from each other as to how do we do all these things in a very responsible manner. So I've been hosting these weekly calls with all the deans and associate deans and center directors where there's a lot of uh, exchange of information. We tell them all our guidance and planning. uh, And there is a network uh, across the university now where people are learning from each other as to how best, Uh, to maintain physical distancing, yet be research productive. So there are, you know, ideas like what you just mentioned about uh, Rachel Martin's uh, redoing of her lab. Each PI is looking at their space, you know, their rooms and their equipment and working with their graduate students and postdocs and so forth to, to figure out how to use that space. But there are other ideas as well, Brian, you know, for example, staggered timings. So we are recommending to people that look, go into the lab, do your experiment, collect your data and then leave so that some other student can go in. And that way we can get much more productivity uh, out of our research lab while we maintain low density. So there are lots of ideas of of scheduling, shared calendars uh, and, and, and things of that nature.
0: Will people be given more of a leeway or option to conduct research? If it is just maybe data analysis on a computer, they can do that from home, for example?
1: Well, Brian, that's all been the case right from day one. So we, when we said we are going to phase one, that is when we were doing the ramp down, what we said is if you can do your work from remote, from home, you are, you are absolutely encouraged to do so. So, you know, think, say, research in mathematics, right? I mean, a lot of that can be done sitting at home. You don't need to be in a physical lab. Uh, in today's day and age, computing uh, has become such a big part of research that uh, a substantial amount of research can be done without being on campus. So we have encouraged that from the, from the very beginning, and we continue to encourage that. And as to facilitate that, one of the things we said is, our research computing infrastructure, you know, all the high performance computing, data storage, and so forth would be completely operational uh, at 100% capacity throughout this uh, shutdown process. So we have very much supported research from home.
0: Has our campus uh, Office of Information Technology done anything to kind of bolster our network capacity during this time?
1: Absolutely, they have uh, been a great partner throughout this process. And uh, research computing is a joint activity between Office of Research and OIT, and that's been uh, a major uh, infrastructure for people to be con- to do con- uh, to contribute to their research. And of course, network capacity uh, it has been essential. You know, of course, the Zoom. <laughs> Everybody is doing Zoom meetings these days, and OIT was very helpful in making that happen.
0: Yes. Uh, you mentioned in a recent uh, public forum the importance of uh, giving the opportunity for you know, uh, early career young researchers to, to get back into the lab and do their work because this break is, is causing harm to their early career. Is, is, is that something that's been on your mind?
1: Absolutely. So in fact, when we describe how to prioritize, right, uh, what, what, where should we place our priorities? So COVID-19 is clearly a priority, but then one of our priorities which we emphasize very heavily is what can we do to bring back our early career researchers? by which we mean assistant professors on tenure track, uh, graduating PhD students and postdocs. Uh, This group of of, uh, our research colleagues, uh, their careers have been set back as a result of this uh, shutdown. And since they're early in their research career, it's really important that we we get them back on track towards making good progress. And so we are giving them a high priority. And we are also advocating their case with federal uh, funding agencies. We are uh, alerting funding agencies such as NSF and NIH and others that, look, this group of uh, research uh, um, experts have been... uh, disproportionately impacted because of the the stage of their careers and that we you could take special care to get them back on track because lo- a long-term future of the research enterprise is in our uh, early career researchers
0: do, do you think that uh, despite the disruptions caused by this uh, COVID-19 crisis there have been some new opportunities for researchers created. I, I'm thinking again of uh, Professor Martin's lab switching gears and trying to develop an antiviral uh, attack on the COVID-19 virus.
1: Yeah, I think that's been a, one of the most astonishing things about this uh, crisis and, uh, and how the research community has come together. And I'm, I'm just so impressed with uh, the creativity and the flexibility and energy that the research community has shown. And it, it it's wide ranging. Okay, so it, it is in basic research where people who weren't working on uh, SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 have asked themselves, oh, is there something in my expertise that can contribute? Uh, then you have people who have tried to uh, create uh, PPE and uh, ventilators and things like that uh, to help uh, frontline workers. And then you have, you know, tremendous interest in uh, clinical research uh, uh, to enable uh, diagnostics and therapeutics for, for this disease. So I, I see this across the board. Uh, people are asking themselves, what can I do, and coming up with some very creative ways to use their expertise, knowledge, resources uh, to help,
0: uh, help with this situation. Do you think UCI will be able to maintain its and grow its status as a leading research university under these circumstances?
1: Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. I think we were strong coming into this uh, crisis, and we have remained flexible. We have adapted well. We are now going to phase two, which starts on Monday. We have recruited outstanding faculty, Uh, we have invested in our infrastructure, so, uh, you know, I'm very optimistic about our future. Uh, I think we will have another uh, record-breaking year in terms of research funding. I mean, there is still a month left, but uh, numbers are looking very good.
0: Well, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to thank you for being the very first uh, interview candidate here on the... uh, uh, Anteater Inside, a, br- a brand new podcast series from UCI. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. You can stay up to date on the pandemic response from UCI's Office of Research at research.uci.edu. And you can get campus specific information at UCI Environmental Health and Safety, EHS.uci.edu. Anteater Insider is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm Brian Bell. Thank you for listening.